Netflix renews Stranger Things, duh, and Mindhunter, awesome. Plus, they get the Sabrina reboot from the CW, and Kevin Williamson gives CBS a happy ending. That, tonight at 11. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Sorry, this is taking me back to a good time where it was okay <laughs> to put a ladder up into a girl's window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's 2017, guys, and that's just not okay anymore. Not okay. You know, hashtag me too. <laughs> All right, I've made enough inappropriate jokes, so uh, let me. I guess I'll now have to say my name. It's Lucretia Lyon. It's L A. You can always find me at L A C R E T I A L Y O N anywhere on the internet, since there is only one. But I am not alone today. I have my lovely co-host to my left. Hey everyone, this is Chauncey K Robinson, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Chauncey K R. All right, guys, and we're just going to get into it because there's a lot of news this week, but I want to start out with the thing I am most excited about, and I've been most excited about this since the day that it was announced because I love Christopher Maloney so much. He is one of my favorite actors, and thank you, Rachel Harris, for that whole tumbler of those pictures about his butt, but, you know, before I digress, he's got a show coming out on Sci-Fi Channel on Wednesday, that is December 6th at 9 p.m. It is called Happy. It's based on the Grant Morrison graphic novel, and it also stars Patton Oswalt doing the voice of the lovely, happy little imaginary friend here. I don't think that you need this trailer, but I'm going to give it to you anyway after that sweet recap. Here you go, guys. There's an ever-swirling toilet that just won't flush. I don't think I can die. I've been watching the Unstabler Marathon on USA all day, but I and this trailer has played in every commercial break, but I still enjoy watching it. That's super intense. Well, I died. Can I just say I love this already? <laughs> yeah, I that- do. I really do. Like I have a good sense about you know what I like. <laughs> like the yellow font across the screen too. Yeah, like just the coloring of it is perfect. It's it's very dark and, and it's almost like very cable as an AMC, not sci-fi. Yeah, exactly. It's a very yeah. very AMC style yeah. to it. Like the uh, the filter that they use is very cinematic. You know, yeah. it does not look like a. It's not bright like a like a sitcom or anything that would come out of like the CW. This definitely reads an AMC. I'm so surprised it's on sci-fi. Yeah. But I hope that that's a good thing in a way because that means that they might be able to do some things that, you know, sci-fi has taken a chance on the show. I am going to remove your penis (laughs) in thin slices like salami. It's going to take you a long time. If you know what I mean. (laughs) 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 Uh. I'm so down for this. I can't wait. (laughs) This looks super intense. You gotta ask yourself, do you feel lucky? <laughs> Oops! <laughs> I pooped. You 
are really bad at driving. <laughs> Disagree. Look at all the traffic we have laid. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know, just in time for the holidays. <laughs> yeah. I think you can actually, I know on Sci-Fi On Demand, they were showing like the pilot of it already. So I think some people can actually watch it. I haven't had a chance to, but it looks super intense. Like they're mixing up the the happy-go-lucky music with him basically shooting and killing people. You know, and that's what I love. I mean, ever since, you know, I saw Clockwork Orange when I was a little girl, I've always loved, you I can't know, sit happy that. <laughs> I can't sit through. That's the one movie I can't sit through. <laughs> I love that. It is disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, um, and now I'm just like, all right, guys, the show's over. If she says it's on Sci-Fi right now, um, I'm just going to go home and watch <laughs> that. No, you know, Sci-Fi on Man, yeah. I keep seeing that they're showing the pilot of it. Yeah. So they may have already letting some people look at it. Which cool. would be pretty cool. Yeah. I Actually, you should watch it tonight. Probably. I know. That's why I'm like, that's <laughs> exactly what I'm doing. We're going to hurry up through the rest of this news. And all right, guys, let's just get this started then so I can go home and watch Happy. Because Netflix has uh, renewed Stranger Things, which is, is uh, a duh. Did we really yeah. think that wasn't going to happen? No. Yeah. yeah, they um on their Twitter, on their official Twitter, Netflix was like, should we renew it? And it was like, well, is that really a question <laughs> yeah. that we have some type of control over? No. <laughs> Yeah, and then, too, they renewed Mindhunter, which has done yeah. really well, which I have yet to catch up on. It's same thing with the last uh, season of Stranger Things, but, you know, I've got my binge. Now that the CW stuff is ending this week, I can yeah. kind of get into this as I'm watching Happy as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Mindhunter, I hear, is great. Jonathan Groff plus David Love Fincher. Him. Yeah, he's just amazing. Does he get to sing in it? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. He should. He should sing everywhere all the time. Yeah. <laughs> if there was just a show where he was singing and, like, kill- Hold on. They should make an American Cycle musical starring Jonathan Groff. That, that would be good. would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. That is a really good idea. Another happy music, because then I'm, like, thinking of, like, you <laughs> yeah, and that was really in the good news movie. and murdering people. One of my faves. Yeah. It's great. And that was written and directed by women. Just some people. I know. did not know that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the screenplay, the books, you know, Freddie Snellis, of course. But. Yeah, because they did a yeah. sequel, I think, which was uh, American Psycho in college. <laughs> yeah, where it's Mila <laughs> Kunis and William Shatner is her professor yeah. that she kills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, spoiler alert. But it, <laughs> trust me, I'm saving you a lot, guys. It's worth a good laugh if you're high to watch that movie, but that would be the only circumstances you should ever see this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but things you should see is Sabrina's getting a reboot that was supposed to be on the CW as a Riverdale spinoff, but Netflix has actually got it. Yeah, it's yeah. actually getting two seasons. Um, I guess a 10 and a 10 episode one, because they're getting 20 episodes total, but they're going to get 10 in the first season, probably 10 in the second season. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, because I was really <laughs> excited when I'm like, oh, well, because we have Riverdale and Sabrina is part of that universe in the comics, it was cool to see them kind of like spread over into a multiverse with Riverdale as they sort of did with their other CW Berlanti shows. But it seems like that's not what we're getting. So now I'm a little like, okay, did we need it then? Yeah, well, the thing is, uh, Riverdale, I think I was asking you before, like, I don't know if they've actually, like, opened the world up to, like, I know they talk about it being similar to Twin Peaks, and Twin Peaks sort of had that supernatural thing to it, but I don't know if Riverdale's gotten there yet, and it doesn't seem like they're getting there, they're still kind of sticking with the whole dark and sexy, but it's mostly just, like, family drama and killings, I don't know. Yeah, and uh, and, and Jughead and, and Bughead, I ship that. Um, oh. Yeah, but... Okay. <laughs> 
I mean, they I mean, they switched up his sexuality. That's yeah. kind of controversial, but yeah, because uh, I did love my Jughead being asexual. Yeah. But you know, Cole Sprouse is just adorable. So they're like, well, you know, and at least they don't oversexualize the character, which you know, yeah, they don't oversexualize yeah. his character. Yeah. They oversexualize everybody else, yeah. which is kind of I don't know. I mean, it's just I it's one of those things yeah. with these reboots where it's like, and the same thing is my issue with Sabrina a little bit because they're like, you know, this is darker and sexier, and I'm I'm still remembering my childhood of, of Melissa Joan Hart, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, do we need darker and sexier and something about the occult? Like they're literally saying, <laughs> like in one yeah. of the articles oh, no. I'm reading, is that it's a coming of age story of the of coming up and the occult. That's not a thing, is oh, it? <laughs> uh, uh, I went through a Wiccan phase. All right, I, <laughs> I, I mean, really did. Um, the other kids weren't allowed age, to hang out with me. <laughs> coming of age, though. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's based off. It was actually not based off of um, the Melissa Joan Hart yeah. and the art, the old Archie comic type mm-hmm. one. It's actually based off of the uh, another reimagining in the form of the comic book series, which was uh, the what was it? Sabrina the Teenage Witch and. I think it was just called Sabrina or something. Yeah, I think it was just called Sabrina, and it was it was sort of like the Riverdale version of yeah. Archie, but it was a comic version. Because, yeah, that's the thing is Riverdale is like a sexy Archie. And, and it was like, okay, if you want to do a sexy Sabrina in this thing, it kind of made sense if it was a multiverse. Yeah. And, and if they'd introduced it like was the plan last season, she was supposed to be in the last episode, and they kind of discussed that. I mean, and they've talked, you know, they've been to her town and everything, but, you know. Yeah, and I mean, with this one, I mean, if it's based off of the comics, and I do remember, I read one of the first issues of the comics before, and the first thing I thought, honestly, when I read it, I was like, okay, so this is like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but she's a witch. And, you know, yeah. she's dealing with the Satan, you know, Satan. And I was like, okay, but the, my, my one issue, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I was yeah. Like, and I guess my one issue with even the Riverdale verse and what I'm worried might happen with this one is, you know, there's a certain, and not to be cheesy because I love horror, but even in horror, like, there's a certain with Archie and with the Sabrina, there's a certain joy that the characters always had, like a certain hope, not cheesy necessarily, yeah. but a certain like, you know, even when things get really crappy, we're still cool. And like, I feel like what, even with Riverdale, it's so, I mean, for lack of a better term, like emo a little yeah. bit in terms <laughs> yeah. of how Archie is. And I'm like, why is Archie so emo? And I'm afraid they're going to do the same thing with Sabrina. And I'm just like, okay, she can battle the Satan or whatever like that, which is, you know, fine. As long as we get Harvey in there, because that was my ship, <laughs> Sabrina and Harvey. But you know, it's one of the things, like, is it going to be really, like, kind of semi-depressing feeling, like, Riverdale kind of has me feeling. So, I'm, I'm I'm a little worried they might go that route. Yeah, I would hope that it has the same tone as the Flash first couple seasons yeah. and Supergirl, where, where they are very light, you yeah. know, and, and that's the thing, is you can have dark storylines, but, you know... It, or, God, how many times am I going to talk about this? How James Gunn always does it? I'm just metaphorically just giving James Gunn a blowjob on every podcast this week. <laughs> I apologize. Um, but, yeah, like how his tone is for Guardians, you know, especially the second one. You can have all these dark things, but there has to be these light, fun moments. And it's just capturing that tone. Yeah, yeah, and and it's and I guess my worry is that they won't be able to do that because of what I've seen with Riverdale so far. It's just I don't know. Every time I see a sizzle clip of Riverdale, I think Archie's just looking more and more disheveled and and just down in the dumps. And I'm like, isn't his character supposed to be the kind of the heart of the show? You're supposed to root from him for him most of the time. And I'm like, if they do that with his character Archie, this iconic character that kind of ties everything together, they may do the same thing with Sabrina. And I'm also wondering who they're going to cast. 
Yeah, and that's the thing, is a lot of people have suggested, and I'm going to go look up her name, which I should have already done, but the little girl, or little girl, young woman, really, she played um, Kara in the Supergirl flashback from this season. Oh, okay. There's been some talk about her um, being a good fit for Sabrina, and at least from that episode, I could see that. But yeah, like you say, I mean, why does Archie have to be emo? He should be Ray Palmer, like on Legends. Yeah. Like, Ray deals with all sorts of crap, exactly. and he's always like, and still that the would make mother. this show way yeah. more Archie like that yeah. would make Riverdale way more Archie like if you let it so that Archie was this character that still was this beacon of kind of hope in this very dreary Riverdale and I think it should be the same thing with Sabrina someone's got to have a little bit of lightness to it I just if nothing it just if nothing else it becomes this kind of you know this thing with these shows where you know the young people it's kind of overly sexualized a little bit and it's just very dark and it's like that's not Archie or Sabrina to me so yeah and too I mean you have shows like Supernatural is still on the network it's not always dark exactly. Buffy was not always dark no. I mean Buffy had a lot of fun episodes exactly. and the actress's name that was young car is Isabella Vitovic I mean yeah mm-hmm. she had looked the part for sure and could definitely take those emotional beats so yeah I, I'd be curious if they wind up casting her yeah, and no. they're actually also saying that um, that they may also try to get uh, Melissa Joan Hart to make an appearance, kind of like Helen Slater, yeah. you know, with Supergirl, and that and that's what Berlanti does best is sort of bring these people back in a capacity, and it would be great to see, you know, maybe she be if they don't want to if they want to do it sort of like the Sabrina the series, maybe one of the aunts or you know, yeah, no. like some, yeah, I mean, it, it would be great if they had like a callback to the the one the show that we knew and love from. A- ABC, but um, we'll see like how much will fit into it because Melissa Joan Hart did say at one time when she did an interview some time ago, um, if she would do a reboot, she'd probably do Clarissa Explains at all, hence yeah, the opening exactly. music we had. <laughs> yeah. But um, it'd be cool to see her in there. I just kind of want. I just also hope she doesn't come on and she's like some dark villain or something. I'm like, I just. <laughs> I don't know, it's my childhood a little bit. <laughs> Just like, yeah. don't totally mess it up. Like, I'm all for reboots and reimaginings because they can be really fun when they're done right. But you do run the risk of kind of losing the heart of the source material, which, in my opinion, is what happened with Riverdale so far. Yeah, and two, like the reimagining of Riverdale, as I say, I'm still in. I like the direction that they go in a lot of places, and the writing is still sharp, but it is very far from Archie. With Sabrina, it's already kind of a dark subject matter, so I don't know why they had to continue to pile on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have we actually have some uh, ch- people in the chat here. Poet Near the Castle was saying he was, or he or she, was hoping it was set in the 60s. And Betty and Veronica cameo is part of the Riverdale Coven. Red Volume 1, Sabrina is trying to be normal, but something happens to Harvey and is manipulated by her father's ex. I'm like, that's interesting. I hope nothing yeah. happens to Harvey. Don't kill off yeah. Harvey. That's all I want. Like, they're supposed to be in-game no matter what verse you're in. So, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm just so worried when they reboot stuff. I mean, Riverdale just got me shook because when it first had the not to, I'm not ragging on Riverdale. I don't want anyone coming yeah. at me. The Riverdale fandom, you guys can be intense too, but like I don't. But what I'm saying is that when I first saw it come out, it was like okay, this is going to be kind of you know dark and sexy, but they'll still have the essence of the characters, and that isn't happening. And I, I do worry that that might be the case with Sabrina. So I guess it'll depend on who also, like you said, who they'll cast. Because if they can do a comedic thing, like Melissa Joan Hart also had a certain way about her that was this comedic kind of bubbly, but also a real kind of teenager as well. So, 
We'll see if that actually happens. Yeah, and that's the thing, is she was always able to capture both tones very Mm -hmm. well. You know, Melissa Joan Hart is actually a great actress. She is. Yeah. She She got a new Hallmark movie out. Yeah. (laughs) I know, it's Christmas time. Who doesn't have a new Hallmark movie? (laughs) I know I saw, speaking of Ray Palmer, Brandon Routh has, like, one with him and cats, so I have to go immediately record that. Mm -hmm. All the 90s kids, actually, all the 90s and 2000s movie stars kind of have, like, Hallmark movies going out right now, because Mario Lopez is actually in the movie with (laughs) um, Melissa Joan Hart and Tatiana Ali. Oh, I from, love Tatiana. From she just had wrapped Friends. up in Christmas mm-hmm. recently on Hallmark as well. And it's funny, um, not Mario Lopez, but Melissa Joan Hart and Tatiana Lee were both in Are You Afraid of the Dark, of course, ah. which we'll talk about later because I did find out where all the Midnight Society are. Ha! But um, we have a few more news bits to get to because CBS is finally getting a fairy tale show after NBC had Grimm and ABC had Once Upon a Time. Kevin Williamson from, uh, you know, Scream fame yes. is um, <laughs> doing Tell Me a Story, which is their sexy, again, they're sexing up this stuff. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about yeah. this one. <laughs> Sexy no, fairy tale show. Actually, you know, I love Kevin Williamson. Yeah. I, I loved when he was on the Vampire Diaries, uh, when he was kind of in charge afterwards. Can't No comment on that. But when he was on it, it was great. And I also loved him for um, Dawson's Creek and, of course, Scream. So, I mean, I know I definitely feel like this in his hands will probably be very would be will be great with dialogue and like the plot line i'm just it's also weirding me out though that they're like okay from one of the articles it's like <laughs> the first season of the anthology series fairy tales and reimagine them as dark and twisted psychological thriller and we'll we'll introduce weave the three little pigs and i'm just like what okay like i'm it makes me curious but it also makes me think i don't want sexy three little pigs yeah like that that's (laughs) disturbing now the little red riding hood thing the original german uh story is pretty dark and sexy and we've seen movies reimagining of the little red exactly i'm like you see slutty costumes and things but please know three little pigs that we don't need more slutty halloween costume ideas or anything like that we got plenty leave the three little pigs alone i'm just wondering like is it going to be this thing with the three little pigs where they're like you know maybe they like they're humans and they turn into pigs at night but they're not like regular pink pigs they're but, just like, wear they're, pigs yeah like <laughs> wear pigs or something and i <laughs> played by joe manganello and who else is hot werewolves scott speedman yes. um uh, i can't think of werewolves for some reason tom everett scott i feel That's like a- that has to be the plot how yeah. else can you make this dark and psychological you know, now I'm like sexy. Where now that and <laughs> we figured out a way to make him sexy. It's like cast some really good looking dudes. <laughs> Isn't that the way? That's it, the way. It really is. Speaking of really good looking dudes, one of my favorites, Josh Segarra, who is on uh, Chauncey's favorite show, Arrow. Uh, from last season. She's lying. She's <laughs> lying. It's not my favorite show. Yes, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like he was. Um, Adrian Chase and Arrow last season, and he's going to be in the new NBC Universal pilot uh, based on a Dio De Los Muertos thriller from Bloomhouse, which sounds really cool. And I love Josh. Like you know, most of you would recognize him from Trainwreck. If you no, don't watch Arrow, like a lot of people, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Ratings are down. <laughs> in it's the best one right now. Guys. Okay. <laughs> no, that should be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I it's. I think what the plot line is someone dies on the day, the last day of Dio de las Mortes, which, um, you know, it's an interesting yeah. take. And hopefully, you know, they kind of 
you know, tread lightly a little bit because of what Dio de las Muertes stands for yes. in the culture, you know, and it's a hearkening back to ancestors and, and things of that nature. So hopefully it's just the idea that it happens on the, the, the last day and not necessarily like something like they're trying to make it like a voodoo type, you know, kind of caricature of what that day actually what that event actually stands for yes because too especially you know being culturally sensitive right now is very important i it is curious to see where they're going with this but i do feel like nbc universal does have a good track record with uh, yeah. these shows so that does help and as i say it's being called as nbc universal because they're not sure if it's going to be on sci-fi or usa yet. oh okay yeah. hmm I wonder which yeah. show would be which um, station it would be better on. Yeah, I guess it just depends on if it goes too weird. They may put it on Sci-Fi. Like that really <laughs> well, is like we the see Happy's on Sci-Fi. Exactly. I mean, that's where they're going to probably put a lot of stuff that they want to push the envelope a little bit. And being Bloomhouse, I see that. But with USA, they had that the center and Mr. Robot are also p- pretty good dark stories. Yeah, just not as gory. So I'm guessing maybe it has to do with the level of violence they want to show. Yeah. Them. So yeah. Hmm. And then I'm guessing, like, they saw the reaction of what how uh, Coco did. Oh, yeah. So maybe that might have something, something to do with the influence of uh, at ordering this uh, series of Dia de los Muertos. Um, and that's true. Yeah. Ho- yeah. Ho- I, I mean. I like it. Hopefully there's more yeah. um, to come out in this sort of vein, you know? Yeah, well, Coco, um, you know, beat out Justice League at the movie theaters and whatnot. You know, it got a really great response. So I guess we'll, I mean, it will definitely be in the vein of Hollywood to see something work and definitely, like, kind of jump on it. So I guess we'll see and how they'll take care of it or not. Yeah, well, um, I think that is it for our news. Because, yeah, I'm really curious to see how that show works out. But you watch a lovely show on sci-fi called Ghost Wars. Yes, I do. I watch Ghost Wars. And once again, I'm putting out a PSA that everyone else should be watching Ghost Wars as well. They recently had their um, latest episode, Two Graves. Um, If you remember what I was um, recapping last week is that we thought Billy had died. Um, He was knocking on death's door um, after he was electrocuted trying to bring um, the power back into the um, town. Well, it turns out Billy isn't exactly dead yet. Um, It turns out he crossed over on the other side and he's a ghost for most of this episode. But Billy's heart is still beating, so he's not fully gone yet, but his body is fading fast. So basically, most of the episode was Billy dealing with trying to get back into his body. And there's a few other revelations that happen. Father Dan, he returns to the church um, and he goes down to the basement where, you know, that weird egg thing that somehow when people touch it, it gives them orgasmic pleasure and also eats them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He um, basically goes down there and gets his fix and he's like touching it or whatnot. And then um, during that time, um, Roman is still processing the fact of what he learned the last episode, which was that the townspeople had ran his mother off and that his mother is dead. So basically he confronts Ghost Billy because Ghost Billy goes to find him to get help to get back into his body. And he wonders why they ran off his uh, his mother. And Billy basically explains that his mother, who was a psychic, just like you know, Billy, just like Roman was, was actually also blackmailing people in the town. So they got rid of her or they more so pushed her out of the town because for her own safety to not get killed by any other townspeople that she was blackmailing. And, you know, during all this, Dr. Landis is trying to wake Billy up. You know, she loves them, professing her love. I ship these two, y'all. I want to see more of them. And basically 
his body does wake up and we think it's Billy, but it's not. He's possessed and basically he starts to try to kill her and then real spirit Billy pops back up, fights him, gets back into his body. They have a beautiful moment. It's awesome. And then Roman goes to try to shoot the priest, um, Father Dan, for, you know, running off his mother. And then he, you know, his mother comes and confronts him and says, I forgive everybody. Although Roman is saying he doesn't forgive everyone. And basically it ends with the creepy possessed little girl, um, Abigail, <laughs> um, spitting up eggs that are connected to the orgasmic egg thing in the basement. And that's probably something evil like Satan's seed or something. Um, and the show ends there. Well, it's spoil. Yeah, yes, it is. Well, yeah. Now I have to watch this show because I will admit, while you were talking, you said Father Dan. I was like, is Father Dan hot? Because I got a thing. Um, and I'm like, oh, it's Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes, I'm yes. like, and Kim Cotes is Billy. Yeah. Like, why am I not watching this show? It's I suck. Really awesome. I gotta find this it's now. Really, it's yeah. so good. And it's got, like I said, it's got this B movie horror to it. Um, that just really plays well, and the actors really like they do it because they're really good actors. Yeah, because like Kim was my favorite <laughs> yeah. in um, Sons of Anarchy, so I was like, oh, yeah, man. no, he's Billy, and um, he has the relationship with Dr. Landis, who people will remember Kim. She was actually on Stargate, Al- uh, not Stargate Atlantis. He doesn't uh, make Battle out with Star Galactica. Oh yeah, yeah. So. He doesn't make out with Walton Goggins in this. No. Oh man. But yeah, Maybe it's later. still it's still good. Yeah. Um yeah, and um I definitely and like I said, every Thursday, next Thursday is the next episode and people should check it out. I know. So I- it gets a season two, y'all. It's yeah. a really good show. I now have to check this out to make sure it gets a season two because I'm like, Kim and Vincent, mm-hmm. I'm in. And where can we find this? Sci-Fi. The Sci-Fi Network, which is doing the darn thing because they've got Happy, they've got Ghost Wars. They're doing pretty well. Yeah, I'm like, these are like <laughs> good shows. They're I'm rebranding like, really well in terms of the shows they're trying to get on. It's it's really good stuff. So Yeah, and that's what I guess with Chiller going out, this is where they're reimagining mm-hmm. all their horror stuff and not making it as much, you know, Sharknado is their cheese thing. Yeah. And they learn that that works but like let's quit with these low budget sci-fi movies that aren't yeah. like is goofy as sharknado you know yeah. uh, alligator versus uh mm. i don't know tornado something yeah, yeah it's like that's what that was kind of what sci-fi would always do and those were good movies i always watched they were always them. enjoyable they were always good see like b yeah. to see horror pictures but it's good that they're really going for this original content also i've still got to catch up with superstition which is um a supernatural show that uh centers around a black family um you know dealing with hunting demons and things oh, which yeah. is really cool for you know diversity and also inclusion so yeah they're really um they're really going after it right now which is cool yeah yeah that's the thing is um you know sci-fi is making a big resurgence and you know but we love our still our nostalgia and since i said last week for you guys i would find out where the midnight society are now she kept her promise yes and like (laughs) i stayed up all night last night working on this guys i was surprised how like hard it was to find some of these answers we appreciate it i'm like because i was kind of curious too i'm like yeah who were the because I remembered so many episodes. That's why I was like, oh, a lot of these people. I didn't remember Hayden Christensen being in one. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I always, of course, knew Ryan Gosling. And Bobcat Goldweight was uh, in one of my favorites as the Sandman. I love him. And then Gilbert Godfrey, of course. But, like, Jay Baruchel, like, I remember that he was in, like, three or four. I love him. And uh, 
Ricky Maybe, who's been in the studio before. Yeah. yeah, he's great. And Jewel State. And, of course, we mentioned Melissa Joan Hart and Tatiana Ali earlier. But Nev Campbell and Terrell Lipinski were also on there. And I'm like, I love They had Terrell a lot Lipinski. of stars come through. Yeah. Future stars. And Emily Van Camp was the one that I was like, oh, my God. Because she is my girl. I will say... One of my female celebrity crushes is Emily Van Camp. So I'm like, she started on there. And yeah, it was like her first yeah. gig. She did, uh, you know, three episodes, it said. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's cool. But those were your famous guest stars. But I found out where Gary, our founder, has been. Where is he? Ross Hall, <laughs> who played Gary, he is now a meteorologist in Canada. And this is how I found out when I started seeing how all of these kids were from Canada for the most part. I'm like, was this show shot in Canada? And yes, it was. it was. Yeah, Montreal of all places, not not even Vancouver. I thought he was cute. Yeah, uh, you know, those little <laughs> I glasses. I the glasses. I did. I dug the glasses. I know. I dug through my thing. I could not find those glasses to wear. I was like, no, all mine are like big and chunky. Like, oh, well, couldn't pull off the Gary. But um, Gary wasn't the only original member of the Midnight Society. This is Kiki, played by Jody Ressler. She's most known for being Francine on Arthur till it ended. Like, and Arthur what? apparently didn't I- end till like twenty sixteen. Oh no, it didn't. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, Arthur's one of like the best PBS. No, best cartoons. Period. Not oh, yeah. just PBS. A A R D B A R K. <laughs> I did not know that was her. now it makes sense now I totally hear her voice in my head I did not know she was Francine wow yeah, and that's the thing is she's not the only one several other cast members are also on Arthur uh, right. through here and so and Arthur apparently is uh, well it's like I guess their voiceover studio is in uh, Quebec Canada? yeah and that was why I'm like <laughs> oh, this must be there because all I these people say, are there. hey yeah. <laughs> what a wonderful <laughs> kind of day, day. We learn to work and play. That is funny. And get along with each other. <laughs> and that was Ziggy Marley. We should have played that in the beginning. I know. I'm like, we needed the Arthur theme song. <laughs> but yeah, there was also this guy, Eric, that was only in season one. But this Jacob Tyranny, because he looks very familiar to me. Yeah. But yeah, um, he's a successful writer, director, and actor in Canada. And a frequent collaborator with Jay Baruchel. Like, I guess they kind of met on there, because Jay is also from... Uh, Montreal, which I always knew because he was a Canadians fan. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of hockey references in here that I'll continue to make. Um, and but yeah, like Frank is the next guy who was Jason Alasharin. He you know is in the live action division of DreamWorks and is a producer now. He produced a single man with Colin Firth and Julianne Moore. That was the one I recognized. Oh. It seems like a lot of them went behind the scenes after the show. Yeah, that's the thing is a lot of them you'll see because the next one, Betty Ann, uh, the one we were talking about earlier, kind of the tomboyish one that was in the first run was uh, Rain Paré Cool. Very good French Canadian name, kind of like mine, is uh, working at CBC, which is a Canadian TV station. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, she went behind the scenes as well. And then David was played by Nathan uh, Nathaniel Moreau, and this was one with there he did Kung Fu: The Legend Continues, and he was playing like David Carradine's character's like grandson, which is so cool. But like then he just went off the grid. There's like nothing, nothing about this guy, anything. and I'm like I didn't even really remember his character, and I'm like, but he was so cute, and yeah, like you know Kung Fu: The Legend Continues, and that's pretty cool. But that was it. It was what he left this for. Strange. But uh, Kristen is somebody I actually recognize. Oh, I do recognize her. And I was I like, I didn't even say where she, I didn't even, yeah. Yeah, because this is Rachel Blanchard, and I remember her most in the Clueless TV yeah, show. Yeah, she was the Cher. Clueless, yeah. yeah, she was the share. 
Yeah, and then she works pretty steadily because it says she was uh, on currently at DirecTV's Audience Network show, You, Me, and Her. Oh. About a polyamorous relationship, I guess is what you'll call it. Okay. Uh, not really my cup of tea, but, you know. That, yeah, yeah, I remember her from, yeah, and um, that Clueless uh, Road TV trip series was in, too. Yeah. yeah, and the Clueless series was on for a couple of seasons. Yeah, and I had a little computer game that would always, that it was her instead of Alicia Silverstone, because yeah. it was from the TV series. I just remember, I like, I like Brecken Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and then, of course, the other successful one from the original one was uh, Sam, Joanna Garcia Swisher, who, like, when the audience told us this last week, I that clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was her. Because I love Joanna Garcia. To me, she's very much, a, you know, kind of an Amy Adams type. But I just find her just very more genuine girl next door. Okay. I like her. And, of course, she's married to Nick Swisher of the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seen in literally everything. But right now, Kevin probably saves the world. Yeah. Awesome. Pretty cool. And then Stig. Which, I don't even remember this character. I don't remember him either. I, I think I distinctly <laughs> remember, like, the greasy hair or whatever. He but reminds me of Tobias from Animorphs, if anyone remembers that show. Probably not. I but. loved Animorphs. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what it's character. But I don't remember him. Yeah, because yeah. Animorphs, I believe it was Sean Ashmore. Aaron Ashmore, who is, again, a friend of After Buzz, he was in this for, like, one episode. Really? Funny. Yeah. And he was Jimmy Olsen in Smallville. <laughs> mm. But, yeah, this guy is a Cody Lucas Willby, and he had went off the grid, like, immediately after that one season but yeah we're now we're to like the reboot and that's uh tucker which is the character we kind of remembered as gary's little brother of that course Noah, he was a scrappy dude yeah of the, the <laughs> no little scrappy dude and like he came in during the original run and then was the leader of the reboot but this is daniel DeSanto, which you guys He's played and stuff yeah oh yeah uh, mean girls was the the biggest thing and mm. he was gretchen's boyfriend but yeah you recognize him a lot especially when he was younger but yeah, he works pretty steadily because he's still cute. He still looks yeah. the same. But yeah, and Quinn was Kareem Blackwell, who I immediately recognized when I it said like he was a figure it out panelist. And I remember that little game show. Yeah. But after that, he just went to normal life, and he's a firefighter now. Oh, that's so, awesome. So that's like a real normal. man that's, job. Yeah, that's awesome, actually. Yeah, it's like he's a, he's a real man, and a firefighter in Yonkers. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, Andy, played by David DeVoe, is yet another cast member that went off to the off the grid after the show. I don't even remember this character either, I'll mm-hmm. be honest. <laughs> but yeah, and then um we have two ladies that are definitely recognizable. Oh, yeah, the first one totally, you, I remember her. The first one you're not gonna <laughs> recognize her name, probably Vanessa Lingies, because I didn't either, but I was like, Oh, she looks so familiar. But Glee. yeah, imagine yeah, Glee and then um Mixology was a cute little show she did yeah. that lasted one season. Yeah, and, that was actually a good show. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Um and then Waiting, the Ryan Reynolds uh movie where he, they were waiters and gross waiters. Oh, she was a seventeen year old. Yes, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, she was the cute young girl. But yeah, and you see her in a lot of stuff. And she was also on Arthur. She was, I think, the bunny. Was she? Yeah. Wow. Because I'm like, what was the name of the bunny? And of course, her. Yeah, and Alicia Cuppert, who, you know, another Canadian actress. One of, and also part of one of the least proud Dallas Stars moment. And again, we apologize. Uh, none of us wanted Sean Avery either. You are, <laughs> uh, the fact that he called you sloppy seconds is still gross. But you married Dion Fainuff, so, 
Yeah, that's awesome. And you're on The Ranch, which I don't particularly like, but, no. I mean, Netflix <laughs> gave it more seasons. She's on one of the, like, shows I really love, which is Happy Endings. Oh, yeah. That's oh, actually yeah. one of my, oh, my favorite shows, like, yeah. is Happy Endings. Short-lived, man. Yeah, I still watch it on Hulu all the time. And Same. That, yeah. And then, of course, 24 is what most people recognize yeah. it from. Yeah. But, yeah, I love her. Like, I, I didn't remember her starting out on this show either. And but it's so funny because you remember all the spooky stories. But, yeah, you remember the you know. stories more so than like the like we were saying last week. Then you actually remember the actual society because like all I knew like that popped up in my head initially was Gary was the yeah. one with the glasses. Yeah, he was the leader. I didn't remember most of the rest of them, their names or anything. So. Well, that's be interesting, and it would be interesting. I mean, and given that some of them are a little bit more high profile, maybe they'll probably be in the re- reboot, the well, the movie version of it, which would be interesting to see if they kind of, no, well, however it may shape up, I guess. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's certainly with a lot of the females, with uh, Rachel Blanchard, Joanna Garcia. You have, um, you know, Alicia Cuthbert. Surely they could at least get them to cameo. Um, because they would be recognizable. Although maybe more people are like us, like, oh yeah, we we remember them from everything else they did. Yeah, but, exactly. Caesar yeah. in the chat is saying that they're going to actually because I mentioned the the animorphs that they're rebooting the animorphs as well. I don't know. Mm. Like, I just want them to leave my childhood. Alone. I I know. It, it's like I was very glad that they did another Flash series because I did grow up with yeah. you know watching the '90s one. Like there are some things that really work out well, but like never ever reboot Buffy. That will be the they one that I will that. I will kill. They you. won't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean. Or maybe they'll do a thing where it's a continuation rather than a reboot. Because, you know, they were yeah. actually thinking about doing Xena for a bit, too. Yeah, which I would love. People, yeah. I mean, I don't. that's that's my kind of... Ver- yeah. Like, your thing about not yeah. doing Buffy, my thing is Xena. Like, it was fine the way it was, and people can go back and watch Xena. Like, it's not so dated that you can't no. watch the actual original. And that's the thing, is with Xena, if, if it were to be Lucy Lawless, then yes. But if it weren't to be Lucy Lawless... And she's Lawless, not gonna no. do it, then, yeah. you know, so... Then no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reboots. I mean, it's one of those things where it's the question of, is there an original idea anymore? But, I mean, every story's been told. So it's the same thing, like I said, I'm not... I'm totally gonna watch Sabrina when it comes out. Yeah. You know, I'm totally gonna watch the reboots, but, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is most TV shows are at least somewhat similar to another show, which is fine. But, I mean, then there will occasionally be a good gem that's really original, like like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend or something. But mm-hmm. it is hard to find those things. And guess what? I mean, you know, Eddie Van Halen said this about ACDC, and I feel like it applies to TV shows. And I once referred to houses like this. But he said that, you know, ACDC has been playing the same song for years. But it's a great song. And that's sort of the thing is as long as it's good... It doesn't matter if it's the same yeah. old thing. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, so I guess that is it for our show tonight. You guys just be sure to give us that thumbs up if you're on YouTube. Put a five-star review there on iTunes. That'd be nice. We might even read it out uh, loud on the next show if you do that. And also be sure to subscribe. You know, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. I think we're on just about everything. Just find us somewhere. Yeah. I'm on uh, all social media at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And where can they find you, Miss Chauncey? You can find me on Twitter as well. This is Chauncey K. Robinson. And you can find me on Twitter at Miss Chauncey K. R. And Instagram at Miss Chauncey K. 
All right, and be sure to watch us on the CW finales this week. I know I'll be there for Supergirl, for Legends, and then Supernatural the following Sunday, guys. I know it will be sad, but if you are still wanting to hear more about the CW shows, me and Lex Michael and Tari J, which you guys should know if you follow any of those, did a podcast for their Missing Out on iTunes, you'll find that it will be released on Tuesday, where we discuss the CWDC shows as a whole and how we got to Crisis on Earth X. And I'll be talking about The Flash and also West Allen, per usual, <laughs> <laughs> next week. All right, guys. Have a good night. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Some folks have a strange idea of entertainment. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.